Maya, I found out what's wrong with Marcus. What? He wears a body shaper. You mean a girdle? Get PC, girl? They call it a body shaper now. I looked it up on the internet. He's killing women and stealing their girdles. Do you know what this means, Joan? I finally get an article in Black Detective Magazine. What's good, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It is... Oh, hell yes, a girlfriend's podcast. And I am joined here, of course. Wait, my name is Nettie, and my name is Etsy. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for being back again for another week. We talk about this amazing show. Last week was fun. You know, we, we, uh, it was like we went to the club with the girls, you know, we went to the club, got in a bit of a fight. Well, Etsy got in the fight. Uh, I I stood aside and uh, made sure I kept my job. Um, But, um, But, uh, yes, um, it was a good time. And actually, you know, since people be talking about girlfriends a lot on Twitter, I got some tweets to see what people really thought of the situation. Should Tony have uh, been mad at Joan for not jumping in? Should Joan have jumped in and got Buck? Let's see what we got here. Uh, The girls say. Kick Mommy on Twitter says, Tony was defo in the right. I get that Joan got a good job and all that, but that's your G. You can't let them get beat. Come okay. on, Veg. Come through. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try my best with these names. Mother Services. Listen, y'all be creative with these names. Um, she says both were wrong. Tony should have listened to Joan. Joan should have jumped in the fight. She's a lawyer. She can defend herself if needed. You always back your girls up. Okay. 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 Neutral. So. Neutral. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's Kyla's world. Uh, she says Joan should have backed it, but Tony should have understood why she didn't. If Joan got fired, Maya would have got fired too. Now everybody is homeless for nonsense. And where Lynn going has to stay? Oh, that's right. So that's bringing the whole crew down. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Ms. Suze, if it was set in our time, I would have more... Uh, had an understanding for Joan, but there were no camera phones back then. She could have easily helped, but you can't begrudge people for being who they are. You just got to choose if who they are is acceptable to you or not. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. She could have fought and there were no camera phones. So who would have known about it? If they had, you know, beat the girl up and then left. No fucking body. You know how clubs though, sometimes they have those cameras like in front of the club sometimes but i also feel like it's like okay that's not something that's really gonna go viral not in today's not like in today's age so yeah she could have knocked a few bucks but old girl with the finger wave she could have been like yo let me pull that camera and press charges i'm gonna show you what i'm gonna go to your law firm and show you what y'all lawyers be about how she know where she work at yeah good point good point what i'm talking about (laughs) and the last one no better baby at no better baby okay Tony is so immature in episode three of Girlfriends. Like, you took it upon yourself to get into a street brawl instead of going to enjoy yourself at the club, and now you mad Joan didn't want to fight? Good call. Why can't we just have a great time? Why, why we got to fight people? Why can't we just go in the club? She was already in. She stayed behind to fight. Excuse me? That's because a bitch tried it. 
Yeah, but you already walking in. She about to stay on the on the sidewalk. No, you going no, in? No, what it was was remember they said her and the girl was about to walk in in her spot. That's how it started. Yeah, and then Joan went and got her and tried to pull Tony into the club. She's like, no, we were talking about her and tried to bring her in. And she was about to walk in. And old girl said, you better be glad your friend saved your bony ass. So it was already done. I mean, she could have left it at just you could have been glad your you, sh- you should have been glad your friend saved your ass. She ain't had to call her bony, but <laughs> always adding some type of extra. Then, Tony had to come on back. And called her a bald-headed bitch. And that's how it started. You couldn't just keep walking? <laughs> All she did was talk about your bony ass. She could have just kept on walking. And Tony knows you don't call black people bald-headed. She knows Ooh, that. That one. That's that's a hard one. Yeah, you don't you don't go you there. You don't call girls with short hair bald-headed. Them's fighting words. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a wrap for that. So today we're talking about Girlfriends Season 1, Episode 4, Hipocrisy. It aired originally October 2nd, 2000, written by Mara Brock Akil. Um, what'd you think of this one? Oh, I like this episode a lot. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this as a kid and I had a different feeling about it. I didn't, well, I kind of have similar feelings, but I remember thinking, hmm, what's the big deal? Got you a husky dude. What's the big deal? You <laughs> sound <laughs> like William. How do ya? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's get into this episode. Um, go ahead and give me that cold open. Yeah. So they're talking about. So to, so Joan comes in to the office and then she's like, she's leaving early for lunch. And then Maya's like, oh, do you have a date? And then William comes in. And he's like, wait, you have a date? And then she tells him that she met them on the Internet. And then Maya goes on her whole serial killer's meet people on this all the time on the internet this is a trap and then william goes we need to be there for backup mm-hmm. and then right when they're about to head out maya says something and then it goes to the but i don't remember she, what she says said. one in four online dates end in homicide and she read that in black detective magazine oh that's not what she says last well she does say that but the last thing they say is they're gonna be backup in case her date is crazy it's really weird how they treat online dating in this episode compared to now. Yeah, you know, when technology, it, it transforms and then now it's just regular. I still think it's kind of weird, to be honest, but. TBH, I met my last two boyfriends online. Where? Well, they don't call it online yet. You want to know what app? Yeah. Okay, Cupid. Oh, okay, Cupid. Is that the one where the white guy is like, um,. Hey, you can da 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 da, and they start playing that song from the Parent Trap. This will be you and me. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like match. Oh, yeah, you got to pay for that. Okay, Cupid is a free one, and they like that's why. I mean, they were they were the relationships were fine. We we broke up for other reasons, but they weren't killers. They were great guys. um I would say go for the paid ones because you know people are serious about it. Whereas right. the free dating apps, people are just trying to fuck because it's free. You know, you can find free people. But if you're willing to pay for your matches, you're really trying to do something. You know what I mean? So like eHarmony, Match. Um, it's eHarmony. 
Is it eHarmony? Mm-hmm. Is that the one we're thinking about? Okay. This will be it's been so long since I've seen that commercial. That sounds old school. I remember that, though. That song brings to mind the dating app. I can't even hear the song without thinking about it. <laughs> what else we got here? Okay, so when they arrive at the, I guess they're at 847, which is Davis's restaurant, they decide on a hand signal. So right hand, if she wants to leave early, mm-hmm. left hand, if she wants to stay. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Maya says, what happens if um, he cuts off both your hands? <laughs> and Joan's like, you know what? We're going to have to cancel your subscription to uh, Black Detective Magazine. Absolutely. So Tony and Lynn arrive, and Joan tells Davis that they're all meeting some people. And she's wondering if any guys showed up yet. And they explain to Davis that it's an internet date. And he says, wow, that's uh, desperate. Wow. During this was that really time? made the 2000s. Yeah, yeah it, it, like, it kind of is. I'm not going to hold you. I mean, I guess, I guess back in 2000, like, I would think the same thing. Like, I think we all thought that mm-hmm. back in the day. Because you never know who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. I mean, even today, you don't know who they are. Their picture could be fake. You could be catfished, all that stuff. Child, you could be someone in person and still don't know who they are. So Exactly. You know, that's true to Exactly. Davis tells them not to go downloading any viruses. <laughs> <laughs> that was silly that was silly Mm-mm. so tell me about tony's dude that she's waiting to see tony's dude he drives a lamborghini mm-hmm. and she makes sure to mention that to what's his name the restaurant owner davis davis yes yes and he has a house in maui so that's all she needs to know i guess I mean, based on what happens later, there are no photos on the site. You don't get to see That's the person before you. That's what I was saying. You. Like, when that came up, I was like, girl, you ain't see a picture yeah. of him. But I have my thoughts on that. On why there's no picture? No, on, on. Oh, the situation. On the situation. Um, but she's smitten. She's completely, she's completely smitten with this guy based off of the beach house in Maui and the Lamborghini. So she's ready. She's ready to basically um, walk down the aisle with this dude. And uh, Joan's date comes in and checks in with Davis. Marcus is his name. And strangely, considering where the episode goes, he looks normal mm-hmm. in this scene. When we first see Marcus, he looks normal. Mm-hmm. So Joan makes a corny joke about getting the party started. And Davis says, well, that's a first impression you'll never forget. And Marcus says, trust me, brother. I won't. Okay, man. Okay. What'd you think of Marcus? Um, yeah, he was reading a little yeah. corny to me. It was, it was a no for me. Yeah, it's a no. He looks like one of my dad's friends. Um, he looks very, very mature. Yeah, he looks older. I don't know. Yeah, if that's how dudes just looked back in the day, but he looked like some, my my uncle or something. It's very yeah, uncle-y. Definitely. Yeah, like I don't know what it was the the facial hair the, the size of the head how big he was I don't know it's just very yeah. very older mm-hmm. William and Maya clock the dude as they as he walks in and try to discern whether he's a serial killer or not so they're sitting at the lonely table that Joan was sitting at last week they spend a lot of time at this restaurant eight forty seven I feel like every episode they're they're at eight forty seven girl every time there's a scene in some place that they're eating it is at this restaurant at least during the early seasons. You know, yeah. the budget. They tried to they tried to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. So Joan and Marcus get their order 
in and Marcus orders the watermelon martinis. Would you like to start with something from the bar? Watermelon martinis. That'll go great with the fried chicken fondue. <laughs> get it? Get it? You get it? I do. It's watermelon and fried chicken. That's like the number one black meal there ever was. Side note, I don't even be eating watermelon like that. How did I even become a thing? I don't even know. I grew up in the South, like the deep South. Like I was born in like the country. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> and that's, we used to have watermelon all the time. But then once I moved to the city, that wasn't a thing. Like you watermelon's like not a thing. Now chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Chicken's always going to be there. It's going to be everywhere you go. It's in every country. It's a staple. But the only watermelon I consume are like flavors, like watermelon um, drinks, like malt beverages with watermelon flavor in mm-hmm. it. Or like watermelon candy. Mm-hmm. The actual fruit. I don't remember the last time I had the actual fruit. Yeah. It's not, do you think it's that good? It's, it's very refreshing on a hot summer day. That's what I will yeah, say. Okay. Yeah. It's not very sugary, like how you taste the flavors, like watermelon gum or anything like that. But it is refreshing when it's hot out. Definitely. Based on that joke, Davis says that Joan would have been a barrel of laughs down at the plantation. <laughs> that's a that's a slavery joke. Joan wouldn't be on the plantation, ain't she, Mix? Child, she'd be inside. Wouldn't she be in the house? Yeah. She'd be in the house, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I never even noticed that because her character isn't mixed. It's supposed to be black. But, but she is in real life, yeah. Davis walks away and Marcus says he got the joke, but he refer he prefers the uh, ham hock fondue. <laughs> Oh, two cornballs together. Love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> we love a well-matched couple. <laughs> Shout out to dating apps. <laughs> answer those questions, guys. When you go on the apps, answer those questions because they'll match you better if you answer more of the questions. Okay. You, you wouldn't know. You never met, you never met anybody on Child, I don't be trying to be on these dating apps. I think that a lot of them are weird. And, like, why do I have to pay to meet somebody when I can just go out for free? Yeah, I, it's funny that you say pay to, pay to meet somebody because... You can go out for free and meet somebody, but the guy's going to be paying. Like, so the guys can be like, well, I can either pay on this app or I can pay when I go to the bar and pick up a girl sure. and buy her drinks. Well, but, that's yeah, I show. see your point. I see your... <laughs> <laughs> Man, guys have it so hard. They have to just, oh. <laughs> I don't care, though. Uh, I, like, I like my free drinks and meals. I like it. Oh, God. Do I sound... Do I sound... Uh, like Tony? Oh my God, no! I'm telling I don't you, be her. We all have a Tony Every- in us. Okay, that might be the only way that I'm Tony because <laughs> it's like sometimes though, like the free meals ain't even worth it because the guys are trash, and it's just like okay, I don't feel like sitting here yeah. and having to deal with your bullshit <laughs> just to eat this meal. I- I'll go. <laughs> dang, I be seeing you though know, on the gram, like but not on the gram on Facebook, like taking pictures of all these meals. I'm like, dang. You know, your girl eat good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I be seeing. I'm like, you need to make a blog behind this shit. For real. Right. What's good? Dang. Um, so back to Lynn. She's dating this dude. Well, she's waiting on a, a Rasta man with a gold-plated eagle necklace. Child. They Shh. never say his name. He's just Rasta man with a gold-plated eagle necklace. Lynn just trying to stay broke forever, child. Yeah, you could have easily got yourself close to what Tony got. That way you're taken care of, because we know you broke. Exactly. But you went for someone equally broke. Don't make no well, damn Well, we don't sense. know if the Rasta man's broke, but he does find himself in jail later on in the episode, so. Which, a black Rasta with a jail record? That's a rough for that. 
it's a wrap. Especially Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> like you're not in jail for protesting or anything like that. <laughs> jail for something else that's a lot more dangerous. Um, Lynn asked Davis if she's seen that guy arrive yet. And Davis says, no, I would remember that. And uh, Davis asked Tony where her millionaire date is. And she says, uh, my millionaire fiance. Once I break out the heavy artillery. Mm-hmm. The boobies are out. She is ready. And she's trying to marry this dude already. She ain't even seen him. She ain't even seen child, him. She ain't even seen him. She ain't thinking about the kids, child. She ain't thinking about nothing but that money. So come back to William and Maya. They're sitting there watching everything go down with Joan and Marcus. And they're waiting for the hand signals. But Marcus and Joan are talking with their hands a lot. So they don't know what's going on, you know. Because when you talk a lot with your hands, mm-hmm. you know, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Wanna, but William says Marcus seems like a straight arrow. And he would know because... He's a straight arrow, too, <laughs> which means he's a corny black dude. So game recognized game. <laughs> so Maya, Maya then drops some knowledge. She says, look, William, the way I see it, with Tiger kicking butt in golf, Venus and Serena cleaning up in tennis, it was just a matter of time before black folk took over the white man's other sport. Serial killing. <laughs> eh, no. Serial killing. Mm-mm. It is not <laughs> I don't think that's happened. Nah, Mm-mm. I don't think we'll. Never will. It's not going to happen. Never. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joan says that she's been to Jamaica, Aruba, and St. Thomas. She's talking to Marcus, and he says that's basically all the stops on Sinbad's music festival. Man, I forgot that was a thing. I didn't even know what the Sinbad. hell they were talking about. Sinbad forgot, oh, music festival? Yeah, so if you ever, well, I used to listen to uh, the Steve Harvey morning show. Steve Harvey <laughs> and, had a morning uh, show? Damn, this nigga got like 20 Girl, jobs. Come on, bro. You didn't know about the Steve Harvey radio morning show? How long did it air? Oh, no, man. It was back when I was like, like right out of high school or something. I oh, actually, I think I do remember that. They used to do prank calls. Hmm, I think I do remember that. Damn, Steve been working out shit. Yeah, Go man. So you. they used to talk about the Sinbad Music Festival, and there was a few other black sitcoms used to talk about it too. Um, I felt like that was something that like my grandma did or something like that. Never felt interest in that. I'm not a big Sinbad fan either, and I don't care about any music he listens to. Mm-hmm. I do like that movie where so. he was like the um, the security to the president's son. First kid. Yeah, yep. that was a really good yep. movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Maybe once in school, back in school when it was like a substitute or something. They made us watch that. <laughs> um, I don't know him for much else. I don't know where he originated. Was it like a different world or something? I think so. I think so. It's a different world. He was doing a lot. Wasn't he a comedian? And then Mm. he did the movies. Sinbad was out here. He had a sitcom with um, Ray J was in it. His sitcom. Ray J? Brandy's brother? Yes. So here's, uh, I just looked it up. So back in 93, the Sinbad show was a a sitcom. It was a sitcom. This was before Brandy came on the scene. All right. So it used to air. I forgot where it used to air, but I used to watch it. And they were his like adoptive kids. Like Ray J and his other younger girl were like either his stepkids or adopted kids. And that was the first time I'd ever seen Ray J ever. Um, And then a few years later, when Brandy came out with her, I want to be down video. I saw Ray J in the video and I'm like, oh, wow, he knows he knows Brandy. Oh, that's great. I didn't know they were related. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so. I definitely remember that show. It was I, you know, it was okay. It wasn't like rewatchable, I'd say. But Mm. yeah, he had a sitcom back in 93 called The Sinbad Show. But anyway, enough about that music festival and taking a stroll down memory lane. 
Marcus convinces uh, Joan to go with him to Martinique because she hasn't been there. And she's like, I don't know you that well. And he says, not yet. And that's when she does the fourth wall break. And she she talks to us for a bit and she kind of moans and says he hit her G spot. I'm like, girl, if you don't keep that to yourself. Joan be doing the most. And he didn't really say nothing profound. That's he just said, saying. you don't know me yet. She got a sensitive G-spot, I guess. Mad awkward. So then uh, Joan gives a left-hand wave to her friends to alert them that she's fine. Mm -hmm. But they don't see her because they're too busy talking about black serial killers. Mm -hmm. So Maya says, name one black serial killer. And William says, that guy in Atlanta? Which I don't know who they're referring to. I don't know. I guess there was a guy in Atlanta killing people. I guess that was before my time. I, I don't know. Um, but I do know after, a few years after this, there was the DC sniper. Yeah. But that's the only one I've ever heard of. So, mm-hmm. so Joan's uh, continuing to wave with her left hand, and Marcus sees her, and he's like, you know, it might be easier just to go over and tell your friends that you're okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And then he reveals what? He reveals that he came through with his buddies, too. Just in case she was crazy. And then, like, five niggas got up from the table. And I'm just like, yeah, that's they was a bit much. Deep. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. For, for this woman? Like, you could have brought... Mm. Um, Zero, you're a man who's, like, yeah, 200 but, uh, pounds and, like, six feet three. Oh, yeah, he and he got hips, too. Like, child, yeah. if you don't get your ass somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they all get up and leave. And she's like, yo, how crazy did you think I would be? And that's the end of that scene. But we're back over with Tony, and her her date finally arrives. And he, he stands behind her. He doesn't, like, she doesn't see him first. Mm-hmm. He just says, hi, are you Tony Childs? I can't do the accent. He, it's a, it's like a British, I don't know if it's British, Australian. I'm going to say it's British. Something over the pond, something. Something not here. Something, something away, something over there. And um, she smiles at first because she doesn't see the dude. Tony Childs? Yes. Hello, I'm Del Tisson. I'm sorry I'm late. I uh, didn't trust the valet with my Lamborghini. Hi, I'm Lynn, and I'll be one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> well, I'm not sure whether we should eat or pick out china patterns. And Tony looks mad annoyed. And she's in a hurry. She's like, yo, I'm in a hurry, so like, let's just have a drink. What did you think when you saw this? What do you think her problem was? Oh, I knew exactly what her problem was. Like, immediately. Because you've seen it before, right? No, actually, I remembered her and Joan having that talk, and I remember the hip situation, but I didn't remember this in the same episode, and I don't remember what prompted Mm. that talk. So when I'm watching it now, I'm like, oh, this is what happened before that. But this, I don't remember. So it's like I'm watching it as a brand new viewer. Right. But I knew for a fact that's what it was. So you did you know because you feel the same way about dude? Um, no, but he just he was just extra um extra melanated. So I was like, <laughs> if he's rich and Tony not fucking with him, then that has to be the reason why. It has to. Okay, okay. Cuz I'm thinking it could have been his height. He wasn't that tall. He wasn't that tall either. He was taller than her. So I'm thinking Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I couldn't tell she was sitting down, so I couldn't tell right off. And so uh, they cut to Lynn. She realizes she's been stood up by a gold-plated Rasta eagle necklace man, whatever. And she tells Davis, and he's like, I don't understand. They're usually so dependable. (laughs) 
that gets a laugh. And William and Maya are talking about the urban legend of people going to Vegas, Mm -hmm. going on dates and waking up in a bathtub full of ice cubes with their lung and kidney missing. Can you go without a lung? You can't go without a lung. Mm -mm. You can go without a kidney, though. Right? You can go yeah. without a kidney. You can go yeah. I don't know why they said lung. You, yeah. So uh, they're having all these conspiracy theory uh, moments, uh, which spawn due to this whole online dating thing, which is so dated because mm-hmm. no one, I mean, fucking, what's that one? Tinder? People are on Tinder all the time. Mm. <laughs> Next, the girls are all in Joan's room. Uh, she's getting ready to go out with Marcus for a nightcap. So um, they had the first date which was lunch, and now they're going out. Um, and the girls are helping her get ready and you know tell her what she should be wearing and all this stuff. Uh, t- <laughs> Tony's talking crap about the paint on her walls, on Joan's walls, and Maya says she likes it. But Tony's like, what do you know? You also like Destiny's Child. <laughs> what? Destiny's Child is awesome. What the fuck? You know, I guess it was a thing where like they were very urban at that time, unthinking... I don't know. My 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 timeline might be off, but bills bills bills. Maybe before um, totally crossing over. Bugaboo. I guess when you have a song called Bugaboo uh, or bills bills bills, uh, okay. that's not Tony's wheelhouse. Uh-uh. Because Maya says, "Don't even start with me, Miss Celine Dion." Oh, okay. Both. There's a time and a place for both. <laughs> you know, sometimes you wanna you wanna get jumping jumping mm-hmm. with Destiny's Child, and sometimes you wanna be like. I surrender or my heart will go on. You know, sometimes you just want to chill with Celine. Sometimes you want to go clubbing with Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. Like either one can live in each space. So whatever. We find out that gold-plated Rasta man stood her up, stood Lynn up because he's in jail. Which? He's in jail. And she's she's excited because she knows that she wasn't stood up for a bad reason or because it was her. Mm -hmm. And uh, Joan is like, well, what is he in jail for? She's like, oh, it's Grand Theft Auto. All right. Well, good luck to you, Lynn. Good luck with that, Lynn. So uh, Joan asked Tony about the date with Dell, And Tony's like, it didn't work out. Now, why didn't it work out? <laughs> she said he's too black. And then Maya goes, what do you mean? Like, too ghetto? <laughs> and then Joan is like, no, Tony is like, nah, I mean, like, he's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> too dark. And then, and then, um, yes, and then, and then Maya goes, they're all trying to scold her pretty much, and they're like, no, what do you mean? Okay, Tony, did the whole black is beautiful movement just skip your ass? Preach, girl. I mean, don't you know the difference between Huey Newton and Fig Newton? Say it loud, I'm black and proud. Oh, Maya says, yo, you ain't exactly light bright your damn self. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the line. And then they're like, you know, it doesn't matter. And then Joan goes, well, let me explain this in Tony language. These are the amount of men, rich black men they are. And then it gets even smaller if you want a light-skinned rich man. And then it gets even smaller if you want a light-skinned rich man who you want to fuck with. So, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I, I just need one. I'm like, girl, good luck. Because yeah. you're really trying to look for a needle in a haystack. <laughs> And she calls this dude blue, blue, black, coal, midnight. Shit. God damn. Because there's a lot of colorism going on in our world today. Absolutely. That This whole episode is still very much, very much relevant. Mm-hmm. 
Tony says she likes what she likes. It's a preference. It is, but that's a that's a kind of preference where it's like, I mean, she's the dark skinned girl of the of the crew of the girlfriends. Maya's dark too, though. Maya's dark too, but I don't think she's as dark as Tony. And she's talking crap about dark skinned dudes. Like, no, you're right. She's not. She's not as dark as Tony. It's like you're hating yourself. Like you're, even though he's darker than her. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? No, I feel you. Um. I actually had a different take on it. I was just like, okay, so a preference is a preference. And I think that there's different groups of people who say stuff like this all the time, especially towards black women. And nobody goes on their ass about it. Like, niggas be letting them rock when they say, oh, well, you know, I like non-black women or I like light-skinned women or I only fuck with foreigns or whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean so i mean let her have Mm. her preference like where's all this energy for them i would just be like i just want to make sure you don't hate yourself because you're dark too like would you give yourself the same type of you know heat like if you're but i guess it's different girl tony loves herself well let's hope so because the way she be putting people down that's one thing it's hard to tell sometimes <laughs> oh my god like it's cool if you don't like pepperoni in your pizza or something like that but not liking someone who's like almost the same exact color as you that seems like a reflection issue well i will say just because they both dark that don't mean that they both the same color <laughs> <laughs> good point there's still levels to this shit there's you're right you're right there's still levels to this shit <laughs> Um, Lynn tries to make a point, uh, tries to like, you know, hop on everyone's point and Tony shuts her down because she's half white. So Tony thinks that she can't relate to this situation. Okay. Some, some, some facts were stated there. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's a sprinkle of facts on there. I get it. So the girls are pretty much telling her about herself and like not agreeing with her preference. And she's like, I don't need a lecture from the rainbow coalition. (laughs) (laughs) She's storming. And she storms off. I like that look. Because that's really what it is. Lynn is a light bright. It does. Joan it is does like regular like. light. And then Maya is like the brown one. Yeah. It sounds like you get your coffee, you got decaf, you got regular, you got roasted, you got medium roast. So the next day at work, and we find out that Joan has another date with Marcus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she doesn't think she's a killer. Or she doesn't think he's a killer. Excuse me like how Maya said and William thought, mm-hmm. but she feels like there's still something he's hiding. Still something. Plus, he looked for an online date, so, you know, that's a red flag, but William's like, well, you did too, so, yeah. And Maya encourages her to look under the surface and in the crawl space where all the bodies are. <laughs> so she does this thing where she rolls on her chair and backs out of the room, mm-hmm. period. Back to her desk. But it was so funny the way she did that all slow. Um, so what happens when uh, Joan goes over to Marcus's house? Mm. So I guess he's like in the shower or somewhere. And he went to go grab some wine in the car. Which, how did he forget? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess this was just the way just to set it up so she can be in the crib alone. So she goes into his room. And she starts kind of sneaking around. She says, ooh, he has nice taste in music. Oh, he has nice taste in books. And then she trips on it's some type of vase or a small statue that's like on the a, floor or something like that. It's an ugly statue of some dog, some little dog. Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. So she trips on it, and then she looks under the bed, and then she sees, like, a girdle. 
what what we call today <laughs> some would call it like a waist trainer type of situation yeah you know uh, a, a shaper. shaper type of such a spanx yeah no that's yeah, yeah. what my mama called it but yeah y'all get the point so he comes in she puts it in the back, back behind her back and he goes hey what are you doing here and she goes i was looking for the bathroom and then he goes, I mean, this doesn't have a toilet in it. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, I mean, what, who are these for? And then he's like, they're for me. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. Wait, wait, he says, she's like, is this who? No, she holds the girl out. She's like, is it yours? And he says, yes, it's mine. And I wear it. <laughs> he says it like that. <laughs> it's mine. And I wear it. And that's when she's like, yo, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom at my, my place or something like that. And she dips. <laughs> that girl dips. Like Spanx? Wow. Um, that shit crazy. But he doesn't say why he wears them. He just says that he wears them. So we'll find out why coming up. So next day at work, Joan is late, about 15 minutes, and Maya's thinking the worst. It's been like 15 minutes and eight seconds, and she knows that she went to Marcus's house the night before. So she already thinks that this girl's been murdered, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, you want to have a friend like Maya in case something goes down. Right. You honestly do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better to be overreacting than to not react. Exactly. I listen to a lot of true crime, true crime podcasts, and I watch a lot of Snapped and stuff, so I totally get it. Definitely. Um, <laughs> she puts that aside for a second to make fun of William about his online dating. William defends the idea, saying... Uh, Sometimes it's hard to find that someone special. It's not that bad. And she's like, also, um, no one's responded to your ad, huh? And William's like, no, someone did. Her name is Yvonne. Yvonne, so this is a character, Yvonne. Mm -hmm. And William points out all these amazing things about her. And Maya just keeps putting those things down by saying her interests are related to, like, serial killer stuff. But that's when Joan finally arrives and she frantically pulls Maya into her office to tell her what she found at Marcus's house. And she's like, I found a body shaper. And Maya's like, girl, a girdle? <laughs> and Maya assumes that Marcus kills the women and steals their girdles. Wait, before that, remember Joan goes, girl, it's PC now. They call it body shapers. <laughs> they call it a body shaper. <laughs> and um, Maya's assumption is not far off. I have heard of serial killers you know taking like souvenirs and shit when they kill them Mm -hmm. yeah she onto something so she's like you know what this means i'll finally get my article in black detective magazine which sounds like a great magazine if there was one oh awesome i would love it like analyzing black people who kill i mean yeah analyzing any any aspect i've never really seen any black detectives in real life like when i watch um like snapped and stuff they're rare Mm -hmm. to see a black detective on the scene you know I would love to see, you know, put the focus on them and what they're doing to help, you know, their communities and stuff. That'd be great. Um, So she goes to lunch with Maya. And when they come back, Marcus is sitting at her desk. Uh, How the fuck did you get there? How did you get in to her? That that was kind of creepy. This is a law firm. It's probably heavily secured. Like, I'm really confused as to how he's sitting down. Like, that's his house. That's a plot coupon. Like... They just wanted to figure out how to get him there. Yeah, there's no way in real life. So she walks in and they play like this weird variation on the psycho theme song. (laughs) She's like freaked out. 
She sees him. Uh, she imagines him wearing a Jason mask and a woman's peacoat. Mm-hmm. It looks really weird. I think it might be the actor because the hips are really straight. Mm-hmm. It looks like it looks like a man in a in a peacoat and a mask. And um, he says, "I have hips," and she's like, "What?" He's like, "I have hips. I wear a body shaper because I have hips." And he stands up and shows her them baby making hips. <laughs> right, right. But where were these hips on the date that we went on? Where were they when I went to your house? Like, mm-hmm. why we ain't never seen this dude's hips? He he had been in like three, four scenes before this happened. Is it the way they dressed him? These are he's in a suit. Oh, he's definitely in a suit. But what I'm saying is, it could be that, and um, maybe they put him in a shirt without it being tucked in. Because moving forward, they had this shirt tucked in with the belt really tight. So, to accentuate that. Yeah. What do you think about this hips thing on this dude? What Do you think it's a turnoff? Or? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Is it is it the pronouncement of the hips? Because this, is like, this isn't realistic. Like, I dated a guy with hips, okay? Oh, my God. It wasn't like this. It was, this is, they're doing too much in this episode. I don't think any man has hips this, this pronounced. No, them hips look like, woof. These look, because these are, these are like enhanced to be funny i feel like they just put him in a suit and made it really made him really wide so that can be funny mm-hmm. but the guy i dated yeah you could sit a glass on that ass yeah <laughs> it was i mean it wasn't crazy though like it wasn't like marcus but you could definitely see like a teacup on that ass cook on this <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah but yeah this is uh i feel like it was too much but uh, the girls are back at Jones, and they are key-keying about this dude's hips. Now, back in the day, you know, to me, you know, now in 2020, we don't body shame. We don't body we shame. Still do. do we still do that? We still do. <laughs> yeah. People still do. But it's looked down upon. Yeah, it's looked down upon, though. Yeah. You wouldn't do a TV show about body shaming this dude nowadays. Would you think so? A sitcom? I think it could still work. They're they going to get some naysayers, mm. but it could still work. I feel like you would get all kinds of tweets and Instagrams about like, yo, I'm a I'm a dude and I got hips and I felt really offended by that. Like, you know, I feel like we should be lifting each other up and, you know, not body shaming because do they lift up overweight women? No. So sit down and eat your food. (laughs) (laughs) But I could see some women coming coming out and be like, yo, yeah, let's not if we're not going to body shame this type of woman, don't body shame this type of dude for having for being wider, being husky. Like, you know, like on Insecure last season, Issa had a dude, what was his name? He was a a TSA dude. And she was fucking that fat nigga, right? I was like, Issa. What the fuck? Why did you call him fat? That's the first, I was like, Issa, come on. No, but you gotta understand what she was. My nigga, like. No, I get it. No, I get, I thought the same thing. I didn't say fat in my head, because we don't say that. We don't say that. She had Lauren, she had that other light-skinned nigga. I knew what Issa Rae was trying to do. She was trying to put body positivity on her show when it came to dudes. That's what she was trying to do. And you could tell. Yeah, we could definitely tell. <laughs> he still got like but a you can't thumb. you can't just be like you can't just have like dudes out there thinking, Yeah, I could never fuck with Issa because she don't be she don't be fucking with no bigger dudes. She only do she only be with these like skinny dudes. But now it gives dudes hope, you know? <laughs> when you see that, it gives people confidence. I mean, I think it was obvious that she did that for that because the rest of them yeah. niggas be fine. Like Yeah, they do. They do. Like, I'm like, okay, Issa, I see what you're saying. I mean, 
I see what she's saying. And that's as far as I'm going to go with the conversation because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> I might have to cut it out. <laughs> then you're just big. You're not overweight. You're not fat. You're just big. <laughs> I ain't trying to get canceled. Uh, I mean, knock if you buck. Like, what? <laughs> Now we're going to have to cut this whole thing off. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> I was trying to make a point that we don't talk like that in 2020, and you still talking like because that. Here's, here's the thing, though, because I feel like a lot of the shit online does not translate in real life. I'm telling you, people, a lot of people still feel the same way they did 20, 30 years ago, but they don't want the smoke for saying it out loud, so they just say it in the privacy of their homes i'm telling you but that's that's always been the case like how white people say the n-word in the privacy of their homes they may not say it in real life and and out in the world walking down the street but as soon as they go home they might go through the door and the first thing they say because they want to let it out they want to be holding it all day (laughs) they just be like nigga (laughs) that's the first they said they had they've been holding it in all day that's true. But so not, we all we all say stuff. I'm not just talking about like like racist shit. I'm just talking about like like other shit. That's like we're corrupted by our world. <laughs> so you think I'm a product of? <laughs> Let's move on before we say something else that I have to cut out. Um, Tony doesn't think it's funny that they're talking about Marcus in this way because she's basically saying that it's like her preference of not wanting to date a dark skinned guy is the same as Joan's preference of not wanting to date a big hipped dude. That's not the same. Um, but I get what she's trying. I, I get what she's saying. Same. But I get what she's saying. Uh. I get where she- I get the line of reasoning she's going with. Mm-hmm. Joan says that it's self-hatred what Tony's doing. And Tony's like, no, it's self-hatred for you too because you don't want to date a guy with big hips because your hips are big. Mm. Nah, Tracy, Tracy got the hips though. I'm going to hold you. She does. She does. We like her hips. We don't like Marcus's hips. Yeah, we hips. like her hips. <laughs> Tracy got the body already. Yeah, she bad. She bad. Um, but Joan's like, I definitely want to date Marcus again. And she's not casting Marcus aside because of his hips at all. You know, Tony is casting Dell aside because of his skin. So that's the end of that. So we're next. We're at 847 Restaurant. And Joan is still seeing Marcus despite his hips. And she looked at the menu, and she says, tonight's special is fish and hips. I mean, uh, chips. chips. Come on now. Come that on, Mara. I love that. <laughs> she apologizes, and they do a little hip wordplay, because Marcus is cool with it. And that's when Tony pops up out of the blue. Wait, what does, what does Joan say, though? She goes, hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> She's so corny. Mad corny. I'd still hang out with her, but I'm, I'm a cornball too. So we, I don't know. I think we'd even each other out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when Tony pops up, Marcus decides that he's going to give them a bit of time to talk together. He gets up from his chair with his huge hips and makes his way to the bathroom. Now he, he almost looked like he struggled getting out of the seat mm-hmm. because the seat can't handle all that, all that. Booty. Yeah. And he has his shirt tucked in, and he has the, I guess, whatever suit he's wearing under his pants, because this, this is a sitcom. Mm-hmm. And as he's walking away, Tony's fighting back laughter as she's looking at <laughs> Oh, God. It does look weird, though. But it, I, I've never seen a guy with hips like that, ever. It's definitely ever. exaggerated for, for definitely. the show. But. Uh, she lets Joan know that um, she doesn't hate herself. She says, uh, it just takes too much work to look this stunning. You don't have to do what I have to do to compete. This comes from eating salads and taking Tybo five times a week. And this 
compliment to the Koreans on Crenshaw. And the only reason I'm not darker is because I dodged the sun. It basically says that Joan is light-skinned and she doesn't have to try as hard to look great. Mm. Dang. Oh, damn, Joan. Dang. That's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. That theory. I've heard it before. It, hashtag relatable content. Mm-hmm. Tony has a lot. Um, she said she has to work a lot harder to be beautiful. Beautiful hair and body. And um, Joan realizes that Tony uses her beauty to get what she wants, but she doesn't think she's beautiful. Mm, I don't know if that was the right assessment. I think that Tony does think she's beautiful, but she's saying that she has to do more than Joan yeah, to be perceived harder. as beautiful. And as Tony's talking about this stuff, the only thing I can think of is brown skin girl. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah, I know that song. I'm like, I feel like I want to put a clip of that underneath. Ciao. You seen that video? The video for that song? Mm-hmm. With Lupita, Naomi. Yeah. And Kelly Rowland is in it too. Mm-hmm. And Blue Ivy. But they they had like like Asian girls in that video, right? I don't remember that. Yeah, they had like Asian girls, that. like darker skinned Asian girls. Well, not dark skin, but like what's dark skin in their community, I guess, which is brown. Well, it's and brown ours. skin girl. It's not dark skin girl. Yeah, but you it's know what she meant. Dark skin girl. So why she got Lupita and them in there? Regardless of what you think about Lupita's skin, it's still brown at the end of the day. It's just a darker brown. Girl. We know Lupita is not considered brown skin, and neither is Kelly or Naomi. Please. Kelly's not brown? Nah. Kelly is chocolate. Oh, brown's, your, brown's like your color. Yeah. And my color? Yeah, I would say so. To me, it's all, we're all black girls. That's what we all are. Not to Tony, child. <laughs> not to Tony, child. <laughs> So then she goes into a deep, a deep dive into uh, if she dated a guy or married a guy with a, with dark skin, mm-hmm. then any child that she has is going to be darker than both of them, and most likely they're going to be made fun of. Mm. Okay, and she doesn't want her child to go through that, mm. and she doesn't want them to call be called things like tar baby. Okay, now that's a that's a point. I mean, a point. some facts were stated. Mm-hmm. So we find out that it was Joan that called her tar baby. <laughs> <laughs> Because Tony called her bug eyes. What? <laughs> you talking shit about Joan's eyes being bug eyes? Why would you do that? Oh, my gosh. They are kind of buggy. They, yeah, they type big. She can see you. Yeah. <laughs> so they sit there and apologize. And it's similar to the last episode when they were sitting there at the table. It was the same scene almost, except they're talking about something different. Mm-hmm. And they realize all this crap is ridiculous. Tony admits her issues. And then she also says that maybe she she wouldn't be worried about having kids, you know, because she doesn't want them to come out with hips like Marcus. Well, that's that on that. Dang. Y'all are really, really, like, treating this guy like crap for something. He can't, he can't even change it. Like, how do you fix your hips without, I mean, with surgery? Yeah. Work out? What do you do? With surgery? Right? Like a BBL, but, like, reversed? BB what? A BBL, but like, girl, you know what a BBL is. Stop. I don't. I don't watch like, um, like trash reality shows. So a Brazilian butt lift. No, that's like the actual term for it. I didn't know. If you said Brazilian butt lift, I'd be like, all right, I'm with you 100. percent When you when you abbreviate it like that, when you talk slang and jargon, it's not that's slang. What it is. <laughs> oh my god. BBL. It's, that could be it's anything. Just like abbreviated. Big booty. 
Big booty ladies. Like it could be, it could be whatever. I don't know what BBL stands for. Nah, it's a Brazilian like butt lift. Internet connection or something. So like you know, like reverse. So like instead of taking the fat and putting it back, they just gonna take the fat and like really try to narrow him out, mm. as opposed to mm. trying to make a a, a coke shape. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think that sounds realistic. I think I feel like you can do that. Mm-hmm. Doctor Miami, go ahead. Go ahead, Doctor Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Maya's talking uh, to Davis about her conspiracy theories and says that Tupac isn't dead. He's in Cuba working on music. Of course, we've heard that one a million times. Oh, yeah, we definitely heard that. And Davis uh, is trying to, you know, kind of making fun of her and says, you know, t- uh, Biggie isn't dead either. He's um, he's actually one of my sous chefs. He works in my kitchen. And so they head over. We see William with his date, Yvonne. And she's crazy. You know, she wow. Mm-hmm. And she's like talking about how she was like, you know, had all these reservations about William being possibly a murderer and everything because she's read Silence of the Lambs and stuff. Mm. She's an angry one, though. She, like, she could be the killer. Well, you'd be surprised how many crazy people are out on the street. <laughs> and in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? No, nothing. I... I know you're not trying to talk about me. Oh, no. No, you better not be trying to pick up another woman because I'll cut a man. Definitely. And William's like trying to signal. He's trying to signal to uh, the girls that he wants out of the date. And that's uh, that's the end of the episode. That's it's the a end of it. weird, weird kind of ending. It just kind of cuts off immediately. A lot of fervor. Okay, they didn't have enough time left to really wrap it up. Yeah, or something. Yeah. So tell me about your oh hell yes moment for this episode. My oh hell yes moment might be a little controversial, but it's the scene that um, when they ask Tony about why her date didn't go well, and then Tony goes, because he's too black. And then what I really loved about it is that Maya automatically goes, what, he's too ghetto? Like, those two lines to me is so funny because it can really be interpreted two different ways. And it's like, what do you mean by too black? Do you mean too ghetto or, like, literally too black? And what Maya thought would have been my first thought. Like, oh, okay, yeah, he too hood. I see what you mean, girl. Yeah, that's my oh, hell yes moment. Well, my my oh, hell yes moment is in that same scene. Really? <laughs> yeah, we are weird. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you watch the episodes what the oh, hell yes moments are because they're so, like, they're just knocked out of the park every time. They stand out. Mm-hmm. But um, it's when Maya says, you ain't exactly light bright your damn self. <laughs> because you had to like, it's almost like, are we talk, Are we pointing out the elephant in the room right now? Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that, you know, you're talking about this dude being dark, but like, come on now. The, come on now, Tony. Levels to this dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love that this episode hit on like, a lot of the stuff that's going on currently, like it definitely aged very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they could have been a little nicer about the online dating thing, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you got colorism, you got body shaming, you got online, which a lot of people do still feel that way about online dating, contrary to popular belief. Like everybody's not like, oh yeah, I met this guy online. Like no, I've seen people who have met their boyfriend online. They'll be like, oh yeah, we met at a bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I told people. When um, people ask me, like my last boyfriend, I was like, <laughs> we we actually came with the with the with the story together. Like, okay, what are we gonna tell people? Okay, this is what we're gonna tell people. We met at an audition. Okay, oh, that's cute. And I'm saying this because 
Yeah, because he, he was a dancer, um, hip-hop dancer, mm-hmm. and I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, let's just tell people that we met at an audition, like a talent search. Type we of were talking in line while we were waiting in like the waiting room, mm-hmm. and that's how we met. So we came up with that. So that's what we would tell people. <laughs> this is the first time I've told anybody. <laughs> See? So this, this, this episode aged well, I think. Yeah, but you also don't always have to think that the person you meet is a murderer or a serial killer. Like, mm-hmm. it could happen. I'm not saying it can't, but back then, it was almost like, oh, you're meeting somebody online? Oh, yeah, you're probably going to die now. <laughs> like, it's not like that nowadays. Especially it's if you're meeting accepted. them, like, at a restaurant, like, in a public space. Like, shouldn't you be Yeah, fine? of course. You do, that's, like, standard. You meet them in public first. In the most public place ever first. But, um, yeah, I love that they go on, like, the the issues that are you know, hitting the black community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark story, the, the colorism, whatever, my mom is light-skinned, my dad's dark-skinned. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when my mom, or my dad told me, or my, my dad thought this, but my mom didn't really like my dad at first because he was so dark. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like I'm saying. real talk. Like, this is a real thing. Like, no, for you know, real. Colorism is super real. I'm glad they came together and made my beautiful behind, but... Hey. Shout out to Mama Dukes. If she ain't take a chance on my dad, your girl wouldn't be here. For <laughs> real. For real. So, next episode is called I Pity the Fool. It is uh, season one, episode five, and it's more Marcus, because that's what we want, right? More Marcus. Oh, he's here again? Yeah, we gotta oh, deal with this my dude. God. I, I don't know. really like seeing him on screen. It's kind of like... Because <laughs> he's not cute. It's like <laughs> that. He's husky. He reads older to me than everyone else. He does read older. I don't know. It's like, okay, can we, well, like, we gotta get, get over we this? We gotta get through it. We're gonna get through it. We got. We can't skip it because that would be uh, against protocol here. That wouldn't be cool because someone loves this episode. There's someone out there that is waiting for us to talk about that episode. So I don't want to let them down. Okay. Shout out to you. Shout out to that person. Um, that one person. And um, if you are that person, hit us up on our Twitter at Hell Yes Girl. And if you want to chat, you know, want to say something to us, chat chat about what we talked about. You got your own take on the colorism or the hips thing, body shaming, whatever. Talk to us. Uh, make sure you rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, too. And uh, what else will be on? Stitcher, Anchor. Just go ahead and just let us know what you think. Oh, yes. Are we on Spotify? Oh, yes, that's right. And Spotify. That's right. Go on Spotify. Check us out. If you can rate us, please rate us on that as well. Please. And with that, <laughs> we'll see you next week uh, when we talk about I Pity the Fool. My name is Nettie Smith. My name is Essie Rowe. And we'll see you right back here, same time, same place. Bye.